Reopening Delaware, a special presentation of The Rick Jensen Show on WDEL. Join us now as we navigate the future of our state through and beyond the COVID-19 crisis. Here's Rick Jensen. Daryl Scott is director of your unemployment insurance office here in Delaware and uh, throughout the pandemic has been responsive and also transparent and available to you because quite honestly, my opinion is that you put into unemployment insurance and so in essence, is it's your money. Um, I worked in management years ago, hiring people and such and everything, health benefits, anything you're doing with the 401k, matching, whatever, uh, as well as uh, unemployment taxes and such, went into the calculation of how much do you pay somebody. So in my opinion, your unemployment insurance benefits are something your employer paid for in the unemployment insurance taxes and thus was part of your compensation. You know what I mean? So when I say uh, you're getting your tax dollars back in the stimulus or when I say, hey, the unemployment insurance benefits, you've earned them, I truly do believe this, and you've got a team of people here, now over 200, wherein it started off as 17 people. Imagine that, 500 claims a week at the beginning of last year, and then shelter at home. It's a pandemic. You're not allowed to go to work. Boom. Then you had 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 10,000, so many. And people have to be hired, they have to be trained, and you have to find a place for them to be. Phones, computers, all that. And that's what Daryl Scott and his team have been doing for the past year now. Well, just about a year. What is it, about 11 or, or 10 or 11 months, I guess, at least. So they're up to over 200 people now. They still keep growing and doing everything they possibly can to help you out. Unfortunately, the lines of communication often get snagged, whether it's online or on the phone. The reason Daryl is on this program is because, well, first of all, he wants to reach out to you, thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners to this program, and he wants you to know that there are people who are working on your case, even if you don't hear from them, even if that's over the course of a few weeks you don't hear from them, because it's a couple hundred people, and they're working on these thousands and thousands of cases, so he actually takes this half hour to assure you, give you some hope. And by the way, Daryl, because I've been volunteering uh, with your office as just another funnel (laughs) into your office with communication, I'm quite pleased uh, that uh, I've been able to help over a 1,000 people get through with communication and get their benefits. And I just want people to know just how hard you guys are working at this. And you're not just, you know, some bureaucrats uh, hanging around uh, drinking beers and listening to records. (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely not doing that. Uh, not during work hours, anyway. So, exactly. So you're here on the phone. Um, a quick. We have people on the phone because they're having trouble getting their unemployment yep. benefits. So before we do that, you know, I like to use this phrase: "Run the numbers." But when we do this, it gives people an understanding of of what you guys are dealing with. So let's go ahead first of all and run the numbers. Yeah, so one of the things that, and uh, just trying to get, um, one of the things my team made me aware of last week that I just wanted to share is that we've been reporting sort of net um, payments to individuals. So when I've been talking about $960 million, you know, uh, dollars or nine, actually last week's report was $972 million in benefits that paid since March 15. 
That's the net number minus taxes and any other sort of offsets that individuals may have paid. So what I what my team informed me of last week, Rick, is that since March 15, we've ex- actually exceeded a billion dollars in benefit payments to Delawareans and those eligible to collect benefits through uh, both the traditional UI and the uh, the CARES Act program. So I'd like to share that number just to give people a uh, a sense of sort of the impact that uh, and the work that the team's been in, doing. In little old Delaware, a billion dollars, where in an, a usual year before the pandemic, it would be about maybe how much? 60, 67 uh, was what we paid in 2019. So uh, tremendous. 67 million. 67 million. So you can, yeah. you, I mean, you, it just sort of indicative of the of the need that exists in this, uh, the impact that COVID's had on, on our state's economies and the individuals living and trying to work um, throughout so last week we had our, our claim volume actually uh, increased slightly to thir- nearly 3,700, um, and since March 15, more than 173,000 claims have been filed. And again, to give people a little context, 32,000 claims last year, so more than five times the number of claims uh, in less than um, a year's time, and um, from 500 a week last week, nearly 3,700. So the one thing to Again, I like to add some context. One of the things that that means as the claim volume up, you know, sort of increases is that we were making progress on our adjudication backlog. Again, trying to make that initial determination. When the claim volume goes up, more claims go into adjudication. So, again, I know people are tired of hearing me say, you know, be a little patient. But the reality is if claim volumes go up, then, then our backlog increases a, a bit as well. So... Um, one of the things that I may be getting, and I don't know if anybody's calling about this, the banks were closed yesterday. So if anybody's you know out there wondering why they didn't get their payment today, it's because the banks were closed. And so the payments that we collected or the cert- certifications that people submitted on Sunday and Monday were processed today, and payments will begin going out this afternoon. So uh, just to give people an update on, on that. And the last thing, Rick, as far as an update I'd like to give is we've already gotten some questions about 1099s. So as we talked a week ago, uh, typically unemployment, well, unemployment benefits are taxed from the federal government. Um, there's legislation underway or under consideration in the, the state General Assembly to make it exempt from tax uh, in, um, you know, for the 2020 year. And so, um, again, 1099s are slated to go out um, right at the end of the month. And so if people are thinking, hey, when, when am I going to get my documentation, then they should begin to arrive in early February. And unfortunately, it's the federal tax number that's usually much larger than the state, right? It is. We, we do give people an ability to withhold uh, federal tax, and that's a 10, 10% withholding. Um, and so we were hoping that Congress would consider making that exempt, and obviously that's that's something that Congress will have to do. But individuals should be prepared. They're going to get their 1099s and... Uh, the IRS is going to be expecting them to report it. And I mean, and we report that information directly to the IRS as well, right? So people should realize that we, we, you know, we send the 1099 and um, the IRS gets that information as well. So they're expecting it to be reported when they file their taxes this year. Oh, collusion. 
<laughs> You're colluding with the offense. I'm kidding. It's her job. It's a joke. All right. I appreciate uh, no, very, that. I know. It's, it's very serious for so many thousands of people. I mean, we get heartbreaking emails from people and phone calls as well. So e- yeah. even though we might joke ourselves, we certainly don't joke about those of you who are suffering through this and trying to uh, to get some relief and get some understanding. So I want to get to Melanie. Absolutely. Our first caller, 302-529-1017. Melanie, say hi to Daryl Scott. Hi, Rick and Daryl. It's Melanie. I'm calling hey, back. I talked to you back on the 5th. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just have a couple questions. Um, my husband had money left in, a, in his unemployment last week, and when I called this week, it says $0. Um, he should be going into an extension. Um, is that And that's supposed to be automatic. Would that have been on there to say that he had that in there or no? So the timing... I've been dealing with a couple of these this morning. So it it could be a timing issue when if he had money, filed his claim and his weekly cert, and when the payment is generated is typically when we trigger the claim to be exhausted or the benefit year to expire. And if he's supposed to roll to another program, that should generate that whatever that next step is. Um, But Melanie, as I like to say, if you'll, be kind enough to shoot Rick an email again and get it to me. I'll have somebody take a look at it and see if there's any issues that are affecting that process. I so think again, we did. I, it, it, Melanie, uh, did you did I reply to you earlier today before the show? Um, oh. I'm not. I'm not, I'm actually at work, so I don't know. But I did send you an email last night. Okay. Does the name Peter? I feel like one of these, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> psychics. Yeah. It's like, oh, let me see. I'm seeing the name Peter. Peter. Anyone here? So, uh, yeah. It's so if Peter was in the email, then I'll have you know, Daryl has that. I've done that, and I replied to you, and you'll find that email in your inbox when you uh, get home from work. Okay, dear. Thank you. Super. You too. Have right. a great afternoon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, 302-529-1017. And by the way, ladies, please. I like it if you call me dear. Sugar, sweetie, you know, that's like being at the diner. I'm good with that. Uh, let's get to Mark, uh, 302-529-1017. Mark, say hi to Daryl. Hi, Mr. Scott. I uh, talked to you a couple weeks ago about this. I uh, was on unemployment starting in March due to COVID, and then I went back to work in September, and I just recently got laid off again this past week. Uh, I went on and did a web claim Sunday. I know yesterday was a holiday, so it'll probably hopefully show up this afternoon. But my question is, on the web benefits page, it says benefit information was last updated on 12-31-2020. Is that going to affect uh, getting a payment today? It does show it's still a remaining balance of $800. No, if there's no so what'll happen is the the claim will be processed today if there's no issues that are identified with the application and and sort of caveat if there's no issues that are identified no nothing that you entered would trigger a review then right. um, you'll be able to file your weekly certification starting next Sunday so you filed on you filed your claim on Sunday yeah I actually so did your- it this just a couple days ago because I was laid off last week. Okay. Did you so? But you reopened your claim on Sunday, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, the, so the next step is on Sunday. On the following Sunday, you'll be able to submit a weekly certification, and that will trigger. And again, if there's no issues, that will trigger a um, you know your first payment. Um, but Mark, again, if I'm willing to have somebody take a look at it just to see if there's any issues or 
uh, things that happen to make sure the system is working correctly. So if you want to shoot Rick an email, R-I-C-K at WDEL.com, I'll have somebody okay. look at it. Good. So basically, you're saying it won't be a payment till next week. It won't show when, uh, like today after 2.30? No. So what happens is you file an initial claim. In your case, you had a claim, but you reopen. But then you have right. to do a weekly certification. And I'm I'm looking at my my email or Skype to make sure. Um, yeah, it's my my team is very, <laughs> is verifying what I'm saying is accurate. So I've got some people backstopping me to make sure I, I, I don't okay. stray too far afield. But what typically happens if you our, our claim week runs from Sunday to Saturday, so you filed on Sunday, the first week right. you'll be able to file your certification will be next Sunday. Um, and then the payment will generate from there. Oh, gotcha. Okay, thank okay. you very much. Mark, hang Thanks on. I, I, Mark, hang on. I hear too much of this, and it's just so frustrating to me. Seriously, as just another Delawarean here, when I hear a guy like Mark say, yeah, uh, I went back to work, but I got laid off again, and, and just like, man, I, I hear this from so many people. Uh, if you don't want to tell me, that's fine, but I'm compelled to ask, what is it you do for a living? What kind of work do you do, Mark? I work for a party rental company. Oh, yeah. I, I hear you. Um, we got to get, like, free resume service for people, you know. There's got to be some opportunities out there for people who have skills. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you got a lot of skills when you do something like that. You know, it's logistics, man, right? I mean, yeah, it's not right. just blow. I mean, seriously, it's logistics. I, I mentored a young woman who went and served in Marine Corps, did, uh, did a tour in Afghanistan, God bless her, came back. And when she was there, she learned logistics. And so now she actually uh, is working not, at, not in, in Delaware anymore, but um, she actually manages an office, an employment office, but it's in North Carolina. And she's brilliant with logistics. And yet what she was doing uh, was working in the green zone and, and basically learning the trade of logistics, but within the purview of the Marines. And so anybody who has a job like yours, I mean, you, you got to figure that you have uh, learned some skills and such uh, that can apply to a whole lot of different uh, businesses. And um, I, just, I just wanted to say that there's probably some other opportunities out there that you, you haven't even uh, discovered yet, you know? Yeah, it could be. Is bad enough. I mean, this is a slow period for this business anyway, but it's really, really bad now. Yeah, um, I would recommend just getting online and find. Let's see, employment uh, experts, and I, I want to get some people on this program as well. You know, to to guide and direct and give some advice on on how people can use skills that they've learned in to get a job, maybe in a different industry. Because when I hear you say what you did, people go, "Oh, no, no, no." It's logistics. That's exactly what uh, what you've learned and can probably build on that. Mark, I appreciate the call. Good luck to you. But I, I sincerely think that you should reach out to some people who are employment experts, uh, find them online, and say, listen, this is what I did, but I'm expert in doing this, 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 and I can do it to everybody. What do you think I should do? All right? Good luck, buddy. Uh, 302-529-1017. And uh, let me get to producer Randy because, okay, do we, we got John left. I don't know if he's taking any more calls or not right now about how many people daryl are uh are still kind of like stuck and i mean you're working on what is it the october claims now is that what you said we are we're we're uh we still have a few claims left to assign to be um adjudicated from october um and and next week i'll give you an update to see how exactly how many i uh um 
but but we're in October and uh, hoping to move into November here in the next week. So we have, and this is where I was saying as claim volume went up in December, we have more claims that are in adjudication. So we have between 11 and 12,000 claims that are currently in adjudication. We had actually trended down you know, right below 10,000. Um, and with the increased claim volume, I've seen that number uh, increase. So I, I had to give an update to my uh, secretary this morning, and we have 52 or 50, I'm looking at my numbers, 52 people that are currently supporting the adjudication process. Uh, and we had seven when we started. So um, we continue to, as we lose people, which we do, uh, we can continue to hire and, and replace those individuals and are trying to do everything we can to uh, to clear that backlog as quickly as possible. So 52 oh, people addition, and they're working on about, what, 11,000 cases that have to be adjudicated. Is that right? They, they are. And the other thing I wanted to make mention is we just we just got some a waiver from U.S. DOL for um, some certain processes. And so we've reassigned three people as of today to, you know, to assist to adjudication. So as we get that, you know, those flexibilities from U.S. DOL, we're, you know, we're moving people into that function as well. Let's get to Will, 302-529-1017. Will, say hi to Daryl. Hi, Daryl. How are you doing today? Doing well, Will. How are you? I'm fine. Rick, how are you too, also? Thanks, man. Um, uh, Rick, I'm a fan of your show. I don't get to listen too often. Um, but I remember that Dell came on on Tuesdays. And I've, I haven't been listening. I kind of heard part of the show just now when I was waiting. I'm one of those 10,000 people that I've been waiting since October 17th for, uh, for adjudication. And... Yep. Um, I was I just kind of frustrated, so I figured I'd call in today to see what was going on. I, I felt like I couldn't have been the only person. I heard you say something about 10,000 people were in my situation. Yes. Yeah, so, Will, just – so, one, Will, if you'll send Rick an email, R-I-C-K at W-D-E-L.com, I'll, I'll make sure – one is I'll see where your claim is and, and if it's been assigned and make sure that somebody reaches out to you. Um, but, but what I want people to understand, and it's just, it's numbers, right? And I don't mean to, it, I'm not trying to desens- you know, be insensitive to the individuals that are affected, but we got 62,000 claims in the first four weeks that just put us behind significantly. How many? And 62,000 in the first four weeks of the pandemic of the, of yeah. the state of emergency. And since then, we've received 110,000 more. So again, mm-hmm. as we've ramped the team and the staff to try and clear the backlog, it's just been significant, right? And as we make some progress, then we get some increased call volume, so or uh, claim volume. So um, again, well, we're based on the numbers I see. You're, I, I'm thinking we're assigning claims for that week, or we already have. So again, if you'll send Rick an email, r i c k at w d e l dot com, uh, let me check on that, and we'll have somebody reach out to you. And Will, Bill, make sure it's got the following. I I need your full name, only the last four of your Social Security. I don't want any more, just the last four. Phone number and any claim numbers you got, any claim numbers you have, put that in the email to Rick, R-I-C-K, at WDEL.com. All right, sir? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. All right, uh, thank you. Thanks, we got Bill. about a minute here. So, uh, so Daryl, what else do you need people to know before we wrap up today's phone call? So, one is if they, when they're filling out their application or reopening their claim, if they were laid off for COVID or lack of work, that's a choice, right? 
if they were fired, they need to tell us they were fired. But in some cases, people are laid off for lack of work and they're writing COVID in and it requires us to adjudicate the claim to try and understand it. So again, we just want people to be straightforward, honest, and you know, if they can answer the question you know, with, the, with the options that we provide, great. If they need to provide additional information, then do so. Just realize that that may require us to, um, uh, to have to review the claim. The second is weekly certs. We still have people who file claims and forget to do their weekly certs. And if you miss the first week, you might as well, you need to reopen your claim and, and begin the process again. So again, you file your claim, the following week you submit your weekly certification. Uh, certifications open up at uh, Sunday at midnight, basically at 12.01 a.m. And at 11.59 p.m. On, on Saturday evening, they close. If you miss that, that window, you know, you put yourself, you know, behind, you know, behind yeah. because you, you'll have to. Wait, one more time. What's it about COVID? Because I, I, honestly, if, uh, if, if, if your boss says, hey, uh, sorry, coronavirus, we, we don't, we're not getting any income. We're going to have to let you go. Um, lack of work. That's, that's a lack of work. You're laid off for lack of work. But, don't but write in COVID. Papers. Don't write in coronavirus. Just, just lack of work. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're so we've had restaurants that have slowed down that have let people go. They're let go for a lack of work, right? If uh, and Mark, in his case, the it's seasonal. The business is down. Party, you know, party planning and party events are down given the restrictions. He's laid off for a lack of work. So again, it may be generated by COVID or caused by the pandemic, but the the, the simple fact of the matter is, it's a lack of work in that case. Now there are people who became ill with COVID people who are caring for family members or children because of COVID. And those are, they, they need to share that information with us because that's, that's a question of their, of, you know, are they able and available to work? Right? Exactly. And that's another thing too. So put, just put in their lack of work. And, uh, and then if you're able to work, unless you are, you know, in the hospital or you, you have some disability, just say, yes, you're able to work. If a job, look at the question this way. If a job came your way and you want that job, would you take it? Yes, that means you're able yep. to work. All right, uh, Daryl Scott, your director of Delaware's Unemployment Insurance Office. Every Tuesday after the news at 1, we replay this after the news at 1030 Wednesday mornings. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks, Rick. Have a great day. This has been a special presentation of Reopening Delaware. Stay here for continuing coverage on The Rick Jensen Show on 1150 AM and 1017 FM WDEL.